I'm like here with my family. My dad is the closest thing I have to a boyfriend right now. Honestly, could be worse. But I feel like I need to make out with my dog just to see if I can remember how to. I'm Andrea Gunning, and you're listening to Dating Diaries, Quarantine Confessions. For those who embrace the impossible, the Defender 110 is up for the adventure. This iconic vehicle has been redefined with thoroughly modern design. Featuring a reimagined exterior with compelling proportions and precise detailing, and an interior built with robust materials and integrity, the Defender 110 lets you go further and do more. Its durability has been tested to the extreme while the cargo capacity means more room for your gear. Ready for a wide range of adventures, the Defender family features the two-door Defender 90, the Defender 110, and the Defender 130, which seats up to eight. Learn more at LandRoverUSA.com forward slash Defender. So today we're going to talk about ghosting. We talked to two new singles that are facing that shitty reality in lockdown. The Nefarious Ghost. Ben Fetterman is back, everyone. Hey, Dre. I am pumped to unpack this old chestnut. And later on, we'll check in with some of the singles we met last week to see how they're doing. A lot can change in a week, especially these days. A lot can change. But other things haven't changed at all during quarantine. Feelings are still feelings, and intention still feels good from someone you like. And rejection still hurts from someone you're interested in. That fact will never change. It'll never change. Even when you're out living normal life, it kind of stings when someone ghosts you. Now add the layer of staying at home 24-7 with shit to do and little distraction. Granted, we're probably all a little bit more sensitive after being shut inside for weeks, but we're hearing that bad behavior and awkward encounters are still continuing, just like before the coronavirus hit. Charlotte is 28 and lives in a small apartment, so she decided it would be best to quarantine back at home with her parents. She's a writer, back in her childhood bedroom. It's a struggle. We're all gaining the quarantine 15 over here, making cookies every other day. It's just like you're bored and lonely. You know, telemarketers call and I fake interest just to kind of keep them on the line, just kind of keep on talking to them. I either FaceTime with my therapist another time this week, or I try my hand at online dating again, and that's what I did. So Hinge has been, it's been fun. Charlotte psyched herself up to do some virtual dating, but she didn't feel completely prepared at her parents' house. I have like one outfit that's not a sweatsuit, so I'm gonna have to use that wisely. I have some like summer clothes here, so maybe I'll just bake a different season and look cute. I'm gonna have to get mascara. That might become an essential item. Mascara is essential. I don't care what the CDC says. Charlotte matched with someone on Hinge. There was a spark, a little connection, and she was kind of excited. We were getting along, and he was, you know, friendly and funny, and I was like, okay. I had two glasses of wine. I was like, am I in love, or did I just have two glasses of wine during a global pandemic? It's hard to say. So we were talking, and he was like, do you want to FaceTime? I was like, yeah, how about at 7.30? And then 10 minutes later, he got back to me. He was like, hey, I'm actually really busy tonight. Um, Let's do it later this week. And of course, that was the last time I heard from him because getting ghosted during a pandemic, that takes a special type of ghosting. That takes someone who's really committed to not talking to you. That's so annoying. Now what is Charlotte supposed to do? 
I'll lower my standards. Sevens are the new tens, if you ask me. I just hope that some good love stories come out of this time. Like now that people aren't really doing the one night stand, people will actually be interested in others for their thoughts and their minds. Like maybe we'll get some real romance out of this. Who's to say? And then we'll have six feet apart dates. That'll be the next thing. We can go on walks. Oh God, just even thinking about that is like giving me anxiety. I got to give Charlotte props. I mean, she put herself out there. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like online dating is not something that she's been doing recently, so she's getting back out on the market the only way she can right now. So absolutely, props to Charlotte. Like the fact that she's willing to give it a go, go online, try a virtual date, start a connection, it's a lot of effort. But I am kind of surprised that this guy lobs it out there, she accepts, and then turns around and is like, I'm too busy. Like, nothing's on our schedule, bro. None of us have anything fucking going on. 7.30. Here's what could be going on. Dinner alone. A conflicting Zoom. Wheel of Fortune reruns? Like, what could be going on? Here's what people need to recognize. Just fucking say that. If you're super into Wheel of Fortune, just say, I don't ever miss Wheel of Fortune. I want to talk about her lowering her standards. I kind of agree with Charlotte. I feel like there's going to be a lot of people that are lowering their standards. Like the other day I had a UPS guy and I was like pretty attracted to him. And I thought to myself, are these quarantine goggles? Like, am I attracted to this guy because he's legitimately good looking? Or is it because he's just a man standing six feet away from me? I mean, Dre, who have you had direct contact with from the opposite sex in person beyond the UPS guy? I have the GoPuff guy. I have the caviar dude that brings me my chicken tiki masala. I have Instacart. So I feel like I'm getting some variety, but I've seen the UPS driver around. It's just the first time I've like really saw him. Was the uniform working for you? Was it a uniform thing? What's the... Again, I just was taken aback. I was just like, oh, he was bringing me stuff in shorts. I may be into cabs, but is it quarantine or have I just lowered my standards? So there are quarantine goggles happening. And you know what? It's going to benefit men more than it is women. Okay? Let me just tell you. That I agree with. Josh is a sweet guy. He's gay, 29, and works as an international accountant. He had his party days, but now he's at a point where he's ready to settle down and find a true partner. The person I am currently talking to, we're both very inquisitive and really honest. Our conversation flows really easily as well. So for probably a couple of weeks now, we've been texting daily and it's just been a lot of fun. COVID-19 is definitely throwing a wrench into his plans, but not the way he expected. He's a doctor, so he deals with people suffering, and he's told me stories about what's going on in the hospital and whatnot, and to take it seriously and social distance. So Miss Rona is impacting everyone's life, especially my dating life. Not for the better. Up until yesterday, ugh, I was laid off of work due to economic downturn from Corona. 
which is still completely unfucking real. So that obviously affects me personally, and I'm trying to sort my future now. Devastating. Josh is ready for something real. He's excited about someone, and then the bottom drops out. You can hear the shock in Josh's voice. He's numb. As it pertains to dating, I really had to think of that as being a possible factor. Like, the doctor that I'm talking to, what if I look different in his eyes? What if I'm now devalued as a potential suitor because I've been laid off? And I felt like that was something I really needed to consider because it hit my confidence, really. And I'm looking for someone stable and someone who is financially doing okay. And now there's cracks showing from my side, which I didn't see coming. Our careers can be such a big part of who we are, our livelihood, our sense of purpose. Josh was ghosted by his job. Would the same thing happen with his new love prospect? We had our first video call yesterday and I told him that and he was really sympathetic and really receptive and it didn't seem like he was pitying me and we kind of just carried on and that was awesome and maybe it's a testimony to who he is as a person. I'm digging this dude for Josh. We were flirting and started talking about sex and what our preferences are because obviously as two men, you know, you have two bottoms, there's really no fun to be had. <laughs> but we are compatible, and I'm really looking forward to the physicality of things. It sounds like they worked through it. We're obviously going to continue to social distance and continue taking things slower, building a rapport, not throwing sex into the mix too early. And I feel like it's nice and it's building up anticipation. And hopefully the picture I'm building in my mind won't set the bar too high compared to reality. My heart really goes out to Josh. So many people are experiencing loss of their job, and that's happening all around the country. I know I have friends that are being furloughed, that are being laid off, and that's really scary and nerve-wracking. And I think as it pertains to relationships, my mental health, my confidence, so much of my best self comes from my routine and my stability. And a lot of that has to do with my job and how I'm performing. For Josh in particular, it does seem like his identity is a little wrapped into how he is perceived in his relationship. I mean, we're all just kind of walking, living, breathing, emotional Jenga sets right now. Quarantine took things away one by one that impacts so much of how people cope. Like, gonna take away the gym, taking away work, where you go every day, break up your time, your livelihood, taking away social opportunities, things for you to look forward to. So many of us are just teetering. How we show up on dates and in relationships is reliant on how we feel about ourselves and if we feel stable and grounded. And these things make us feel whole and inform our self-esteem. Yeah, I think that's so true. I can hear the fear in his voice of how the person he's interested in is going to respond to this news. I think Josh will see that there is a level of humanity through this and we're all going through it that 
there will be a lot of understanding and that Josh seems like this incredible, tender soul. And I just want to share my appreciation for Josh for being so vulnerable with us. We want to bring you up to speed on some of the singles that we met last week. We'll start with Kate. Let me refresh your memory. I am currently getting ready for a date with someone that I met on Bumble right before the full lockdown quarantine went into effect. This is our third time hanging out. I don't know. I feel like that whole dynamic of like, I'm not going to say a relationship because it's far too soon to say a relationship, but like that kind of dynamic of, okay, what are you looking for? What am I looking for? How serious is this going to get? That's kind of when it shifts, I guess. That's what I'm kind of nervous to bring up. Okay. This guy came to her apartment for a third date. Kate was excited and nervous. We needed to know how it went. I made him dinner. We were hanging out in my apartment. He met my dog. My dog really liked him. At one point, I looked over, and he's sitting on the couch, and my dog just had, like, his front paws up on his chest, and he's, like, looking at his face. I was like, holy shit, like, my dog doesn't even do that to me. I had a really good time. When he left, he was like, like, to see you again. Like, this was really fun. They saw each other on Saturday night and made plans for another date on Thursday. There was some texting in between, but he was taking longer and longer to respond. The energy just didn't seem to be there. So I'm just kind of like getting this weird vibe from him. And I'm kind of thinking like, what are you fucking doing? There's nothing else to do during quarantine. So of course I'm like hyper focused on it. This is a problem I think a lot of us can really understand. Overanalyzing every text. In the before times, you'd be able to go out to brunch or you'd be with friends. You'd be able to go outside. You'd be able to kind of distract yourself in different ways. And now you're just stuck in your apartment with your own thoughts and you're overthinking everything. So what about their plans on Thursday? We don't talk all day Tuesday. We don't talk at all Wednesday. And then Thursday rolls around and I'm just kind of like, well, let's see if he says anything. Thursday, never hear from him. So I'm like, well, what the fuck? Ended up smoking a ton of weed and passing out because I was just super annoyed. So then Friday, I don't hear from him. Not even a, oh shit, I forgot, days are running together. Totally forgot it was Thursday. Nothing like that. Kate had enough. Ghosting was not gonna be the last word here. So I decide that I'm gonna send him a message telling him honestly how I feel, where it's like, look, I'm totally fine if you are not into me or don't wanna date right now. Just tell me like, cool, I'll move on. You literally have nothing to lose from being honest. And I felt a lot of self-respect for myself for doing that. Like, I was proud of myself for doing that. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes. But let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. 
Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app and answer a few questions. With Angie, you can book instantly at an upfront price or request and compare quotes from multiple pros so you can find the best price for your project. So the next time you have a home project, just Angie that and start getting the most out of your home. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Wow, this is not how I saw this one going. Dre, did she ever hear anything back? Nope. Zilch. I really feel for Kate. And I actually respect that she felt the need to text him. I like to call it the Molotov cocktail text, where you just light (laughs) the bottle on fire, just throw it out and torch the whole thing. And she deserves to. I mean, she had this guy over. She was excited. She cooked him his favorite meal. And they set up plans. And he doesn't bother. So many of us have been there where you can just feel the text message shift, where you can feel it in your gut that something's different. And you want to be optimistic and you want to be hopeful and you want to be excited and not let your anxiety get in the way. But for her to like power through that and still look forward to Thursday and to hear nothing, like to hear nothing is just on another level shitty. Listen, we've all avoided uncomfortable conversations. And I think you and I both subscribe, whether we're always good at it or not, to put ourselves out front and have the difficult conversation. Don't not have it because you think you're going to hurt someone's feelings. There are opportunities for both of you to learn something about one another and yourself. Don't limit what's possible out of a tough conversation. And it goes back to this whole, I don't owe you anything. I don't know you. That's grade A bullshit. You owe anyone that's showing up and giving you energy and time, you owe them a fucking explanation. Because all we have in life are people and our time. That's it. We also met Lauren last week. She was the New Yorker who had been seeing a guy who she met on a dating app. They had several dates before quarantine and she really liked him. And she was disappointed that he wasn't trying to see her in person. He's the person that my mind drifts to more, but I was hoping that things would progress despite quarantine. They were still keeping their distance, but they kept communicating. That was a bit confusing, but I kept hearing from him. And I'd say a week into quarantine, we FaceTimed for the first time and it was great. And then we FaceTimed the next night and we talked about my sister's wedding, about his family, things like that. And that was really nice. So we continued the conversation going into the week. Lauren doesn't have great Wi-Fi service in her apartment. She's a roommate, so she tries to FaceTime in her bedroom. But one night, the connection was really bad. So she went to the living room and her roommate was there. They're great friends. It seemed like a good opportunity to introduce her to the new man. I'm like, here, meet app guy. (laughs) And so I turn the phone to face her and she says, hi. And then all of a sudden she's dipped out of the frame. It was awkward. Lauren thought they'd say hello, 
exchange a few pleasantries, but that didn't happen. So she peeps her head out of her room. I'm FaceTiming with him and she's motioning to me like, I need to tell you something about him. And so in my mind, I'm like, oh great. What are the chances in New York City that she's run into him before? Well, there's 1.6 million people in Manhattan, so I'd say pretty slim. I would, of course, be wrong. Lauren made a quick excuse to get off the FaceTime call and grabbed her roommate. She needed to know what her roommate knew about App Guy ASAP. She says, I went on four dates with him about seven years ago, probably doesn't recognize me. We slept together twice, both very awkward, and then he ghosted me. Of all of the roommates in all of the cities, App Guy slept with hers and ghosted her. I'm cringing thinking about it. So Lauren got back on FaceTime and got right to it. I look at him and I go, so you slept with my roommate. <laughs> and he goes, oh, so she told you. <laughs> he should have said something, you know? He didn't have to come out and say, she came home with me, we slept together. Like, he didn't have to go into such detail, but he could have said, we know each other. Finally, I'm excited about somebody. But no, he had to sleep with my roommate seven years ago and ghost her. What the fuck? They kept talking on FaceTime after that, but it was clear it wasn't going anywhere beyond virtual dating. Lauren couldn't imagine this guy coming over to the apartment. We were both kind of letting it fizzle. So to look at things, how quickly they turn. Two Thursdays ago was when we had the FaceTime call. And then this past Thursday, he texted me a paragraph of text messages and I just didn't respond. Looks like the ghoster was ghosted. These two are in New York City. What are the chances of this scenario even happening? I feel like Lauren got a small glimpse under the hood of a jalopy that she's not supposed to see. And the odds of this happening are insane. I mean, can someone really hold something against someone that happened like seven years ago? I don't know. But that's how powerful ghosting is. I mean, I think you and I can both separately relate to where we're both in our early 30s. So mid-20s, I know I was in a different place just behavior-wise, how I treated my relationships. In a lot of ways, ghosting is a character-revealing thing. So people can mature, people can grow, and Lauren may not be giving this guy a shot, but when you know that someone's capable of sleeping with someone and just disappearing, it's kind of a revealing thing, and it kind of turns you off. This whole notion of ghosting, Dre, I mean, I do know that there is a story of you mid-date, leaving a date out in public. Okay, for context, this was our second date. I could tell that the guy was more into me than I was into him, but I was giving him a shot and I was willing to feel it out. And we were hanging out at the bar for at least two hours and it became apparent to me my feelings were gonna change. And that towards the end of the evening, we would have to do the whole goodbyes. And the idea of him trying to kiss me terrified me and made me anxious. So I just needed to get the hell out of there. So I went to the bathroom. I called an Uber. I left the bathroom. I told him I called him an Uber. Essentially, I ran away from the guy. I felt like shit about myself. 
Because I know he went home and was like, me and this girl are hanging out for a few hours. Everything seemed to be fine. And then all of a sudden, she just left. She's short-circuited. What the fuck happened? So the next day, I found the courage, and I texted him. And I said, listen, I enjoyed our date, and I came to the realization on our date that my feelings towards you are more platonic, and I didn't have the courage to tell you that in person. So instead, I decided to cut the date short and leave, and I'm sorry that I didn't have the courage to do it in person because you deserved me to tell you the truth in person. That's what I said to him. Well, I am glad you said that. I will say there is no worse feeling for a guy than to hear from a girl that my feelings for you are just platonic. On the next episode of Dating Diaries, Quarantine Confessions, we check in with Reno and things have gone awry in the bachelor pad. My roommate's girlfriend actually ended up testing positive for COVID-19. So it was a little bit kind of scary to think, oh, like somebody in the same house had it. And we would love to hear your quarantine stories. Share your story at datingdiariespod at gmail.com. Or check us out on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. At Dating Diaries QC. I'm Andrea Gunning. And stay safe out there, guys. This podcast is hosted and produced by me, Andrea Gunning. Executive produced by Nancy Glass, Ben Fetterman, and Carrie Hartman. Produced by Julie Clark. Edited by Matt Alvecchio with assistance from Dean Walsh. Thanks to production coordinator Megan Paisley. This show was mixed by Dave Saya. Special thanks to Mibe Music. Music.